Hello, I'm Robert Rickover, an Alexander Technique teacher in Omaha, Nebraska. My guest is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're, we've been having a series of conversations about F.M. Alexander's idea of what he called psychophysical unity, and he would hyphenate those words. And what are the, and we talked about it and about some of the implications of that, and this is going to be more implications of that. So, uh, Imogen, thank you for for being making this conversation possible. You're welcome. It's always interesting, and I'm I'm looking forward to this part three. Right. Well, I want to just start with with something that Alexander says in constructive conscious control. He's basically saying uh, earlier, well, I got this language problem. There are no words to describe properly what I want to say or what I'm, points I'm trying to make. And, you know, he's going to use the word physical or the word mental, but he, but he says the two, meaning the physical and the mental, must be considered entirely interdependent and even more closely knit than is implied by such a phrase. So he's saying, yep, they're entirely interdependent and, and there's more. And I, can, I have no way of describing that more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the question, and, and I, I think I agree with that statement. I think he's mm -hmm. absolutely correct. Yeah. And I think it is really the core of the Alexander technique, at least as most teachers would think of it, is that's true. They might have some different views about what mind-body unity means, but that, that idea is pretty fundamental. And what I'm interested in is what are the actual uh, implications of that on a practical level, and in particularly on the practical level of how do you use directions? How do you inhibit the big things that we're mm -hmm. supposed to be good at teaching people and using ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there it is. That's Alexander's view. And, um, but it wasn't always easy for students to really get that. Alexander, talking in in the 30s to George Trevelyan, you know, he said, the trouble is none of my students will believe that all they need to do is think and that the wish for the neck to be free, for example, will do the trick. We are so brutalized by our belief in doing and muscular tension. And Mar Marjorie Barlow quotes him as saying, learning how to direct is learning how to think. How to think mm -hmm. without also tacking on some doing. And Walter, Walter says, 
Lots of students wish the up to happen, but since they don't really set much store in the wish, they will just do a little bit just to make sure. Just to be on the safe side, they'll introduce just a little bit of doing. And um, there are other quotes. I'd like to, though, move to one by Marjorie Barstow, who didn't mm -hmm. address the issue in quite that way. But what she, what she would say, and she said this quite often, she said, you people, in other words, people in some group could be like 80 or 90 people, you people just won't believe how simple this work is. You just won't believe it. And I think what she's saying is Alexander's idea of psychophysical unity is a radical, radically, um, what's, I had the phrase somewhere, it was a radical simplicity, really. I mean, if, if because... it's like if everything, if there's just one thing and it has both mental and physical aspects, that's, that's a much simpler system than one where you push a button here and something happens over here. And mm -hmm. it's way simpler, but that doesn't mean it's not challenging. For sure, because it goes against the the habits of a lifetime and the habits of a whole culture. Exactly. You know, so exactly. And I think the term term radical simplicity really covers it because he's mm. he, it's a radical thing he's saying and and if you buy into it which I do if you really buy into it it's going to help it's going to solve a lot of your problems in terms of how do you improve yourself given that you are this radically simplistic system <laughs> no well, yeah. well okay but I got back pain or my neck is tight. I know it's all radically one thing, but what does that imply for how I could change it? Right? And um, I would say that it implies that the, the, the lightest thought about what you want is not only all you need, if you if you tack on any more, it's going to somewhat diminish the power of that thought. And if you tack on a lot of stuff like, oh, my neck is free, but oh, I could help out a little bit. Yeah, I better just. <laughs> or I could be checking in constantly. Hey, yeah. what's going on? All of that takes away from it. And I think if if you could get to the point where you really got that radical simplicity, you'd be a lot less likely to fall into that trap. If, if, if you thought of yourself as this fully integrated system that he's talking about, more integrated than you can even understand because there are no words for it, mm -hmm. you would have the same level of um, belief in it that you might believe that uh, your car is green. 
you know, or purple or red. Whatever you color you You know it is. Mm-hmm. You, it, there's not even a question. So there's you nothing to the do car about it. And you think, you oh, that's my car. It's a red wedge. We're, most of us, I don't think, are at that level when it comes to self-directing. No. What you're saying is like, we just know that the car is whatever color it is. There's nothing we have to do about it. But we kind of don't know that all we, we have to do is think. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think. But I do have a. Yeah. A, uh, devil's advocate i think to have this role in life sometimes yes, to be the devil's advocate you, you i'm thinking of a conversation we had when i was training mm. and we were kind of talking about is is direction always purely a thought which i guess is what we've been getting at is that's what we're after with we're um after that we're not doing anything to try and make the direction happen we're just um thinking the thought and and yep. and letting it do its work right? Um, right so the question we were talking about was what if you're sitting like this mm-hmm. can you simply just direct i know if i direct something helps but it's not i'm going to have to actually move it seems like yeah well, maybe what? if i directed long enough it would happen. <laughs> um, but this seems like it's helpful in that situation to move. So I'm curious at your thoughts on that, Robert, and anyone well, watching. Here, um, here's my my, ta- I, my take on that. And I owe this really to, to Marjorie Barstow because mm-hmm. she she addressed that question very directly in, in a practical way when she was working with people. She would tell, she would put her hands on someone's neck and she might say, now just move your head delicately away from your torso in such a way that your torso f- follows. Now, those are, that's a word. So, so my question is, there seems to be some doing. It's not just the thought. There's a movement. There's a movement. But you know what? I think unless you're dead, there's always movement. Well, that's true. That's true. And if you're under a teacher's hands, there can be an allowing that you're not doing it. You're allowing. But if you're literally on your own and you want to come out of a deep slump, I think you have to do something. Well, I I I think you do, but you have to do it using a useful non-doing direction. True. I agree. Yeah. And I think you can even once you, uh, I think you can actually, even without a teacher, learn to do that because you're now, you're taking a direction into movement. And and Marge was very big on getting people to move at least a little bit. She'd work on people in a chair. Oh, why don't you come forward a little bit and come back or move your arms around a little so you can integrate this. You can take this new freedom, but integrate it into or simple, ordinary activities that you're not just sitting there for hours pretty still while someone just pours direction into you which is 
kind of a model that you do see sometimes. Now, certainly mm-hmm. in my training course, there was a fair amount of that. Um, that that you there, and I think there's a quote of Marge somewhere that there really are no correct positions. It's, it's life's about movement. You're gonna be moving all the time until you until you stop. I remember reading an obituary of an Alexander teacher that at the time I thought was just insane Alexander jargon, but maybe not. The 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 writer said this lady, she just finally stopped doing. <laughs> well, yes. She didn't do anything because she was dead. <laughs> Um, but most of us, hopefully, are not dead. You know, we're not zombies. We we actually are alive, and we we want to go through life in a better way. And, and directions are a really good way to do that. Mm-hmm. So directions are kind of designed to work best in the context of at least a little movement. You know, so. That's how I would answer it. But there may yeah. be other, I, I would love to hear from other answers to your uh, to your question from other people because. And I like the idea of thinking of it as that is, is the, it's the movement, not the position. And you can be, you can direct a, yourself in a movement. So you're not prescribing the how that's going to happen so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you just take the example of someone sitting in a chair. Mm-hmm. Say they're even using the backrest. So really, they're mm-hmm. not in, in an obvious way really doing much of anything. But of course, they're, they're breathing and blood circulating and so on. Um, you could, if you, if you ask them to think a direction, it's quite likely that the, or there may be, there will almost certainly be a little change if they're directing well. They may or may not be able to notice it when they're first starting lessons, but it's going to be there. So I don't think movement's the enemy. Uh, you know, no, movement's really not. The, movement movement's is, the purpose. Yeah. Really. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. I can kind of see two sides of it, yeah. Um, yeah. Just with the example, if someone was just like sitting and is very hunched over, mm-hmm. yeah, and you just say, "Oh well, you can just direct." It's like, how about we try this movement mm-hmm. as you think, <laughs> whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. It would be a little bit of a different approach, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you have any other thoughts on this particular? Well, I was just thinking about the word integration and one definition I've kind of come across recently is that it's the the linkage of differentiated parts. Um, So they're differentiated, but they make up a whole. Um, So it's a slightly different way of saying, I think, actually the same thing that you were saying that FM was getting at. Linkage sounds more separate to me, but of course, it's linkage is 
is um, anyway that's the, that's a definition I've come across recently of integration and thinking that um, fits in somehow but also this idea of a whole and so in that differentiated parts if we're thinking like that that's not only mind and body that's different parts of the body and mm-hmm. um, the whole system working as one mm-hmm. and um, so a direction could be directed more globally it could be more general or it could be quite specific but it's still going to have an effect on everything because we can't separate out yeah Um, absolutely and i think maybe you could say a correlate to this because mm -hmm. it is a challenge for people at, at the beginning, as Alexander said, this is learning how to think. And that most mm-hmm. people don't know how to think in the way he's talking about. They'll, they'll have an idea and they'll also have a little doing going on as well. Mm-hmm. But so given that that's a challenge for new students, the uh, psychophysical or mind-body, you could switch it to, because if it's mind-body, it's body-mind. It's mm-hmm. physical psycho uh, yeah. that for especially for new students, it's going to be very useful to take advantage of that second pathway, which is simply putting yourself in a physical position mm-hmm. that encourages the kind of release that you would hope to get later by just thinking. So being in constructive rest is the classic one. I think that's why constructive rest is maybe the one of the most important entry points for people who want to get a little bit of an idea about what the technique can do on their own, because it's easy to do. And many people will find that when they get up from constructive rest, they're taller. Uh, they'll feel it. Yeah. And it won't last, but it, it it's there for a while. So you know for sure it's a possibility. Or I I I think I'm, I've become kind of a fan of power poses. They they do the same thing. They take you. It's a physical movement that basically lifts your center of gravity, expands the upper part of your body. Um, you don't have to think about it. You just have to do it. So it's pretty easy. Or uh, the position of mechanical advantage that sometimes talked about. Um, all of these are things that give you some experience of what might what might be possible for you to create with just a thought later on, and make it easier for you to later on start um, being a little more secure in just using a thought because you've already seen one side of that psychophysical, the physical psycho, mm-hmm. how that works. So if physical psycho works, well, psychophysical is likely to work too. So mm-hmm. I, I I think it doesn't, it, it actually kind of elevates the importance, especially at the beginning for new students to, to, to do some of the physical psycho stuff that they is easy to do, really mm-hmm. easy to do. Anyone can do it. Maybe you need a little bit of guidance from a teacher to get the right book height and stuff like that. But basically, that's something that's doable by anyone on their own. Yeah. 
And power poses, same thing. You can look at pictures of people doing power poses and you can do them yourself. They're not, it's not rocket science. Mm -hmm. So I, I just wanted to add that little addendum. The power of psychophysical is also the power of physical psycho and you might as well use it. Yeah. Yeah. Anything, um, anything you want to want to add? No, just thinking about what you're saying about constructive rest or, or power poses is that um, showing how the kind of the the interrelatedness and oneness and a possible virtual circle rather than a vicious circle would be then you're you can be adding consciously the directions to those things and yes. then that improves the the physical stuff that, and it's totally, just like this totally uh, it's, it's a know. positive feedback loop yeah but i'm just talking about someone at the beginning is having a absolutely time wrapping their minds around this yeah. radical simplicity thing that we talked about well just lie down with you know knees bent all that stuff for for 10 or 15 minutes get up and see what you notice mm -hmm. yeah yeah uh, anything else you want to add um, I don't think so, but I like this idea, this term, radical simplicity. I, I came up with, I woke up in the middle of the night and that thought came into my mind. Mm -hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Um, so just another shout out to anyone watching this listen, or listening to the podcast version of it, which will come a little later. Um, if If you have something to say about this, let us know. You know, if 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 it's we'll even do an inter interview with you if it's <laughs> if it seems like it's going to be helpful because we don't, you and I don't have the answers here. I mean, we're, no, we're talking we're about questions. We're struggling way. with it um, ourselves, but I do think it's central to the Alexander technique, and it hasn't been addressed as such. I would say, um, that's my feeling, whatever. Okay, so my guest today has been Imogen Ragon, an Alexander teacher in Wilmington. Uh, I'm gonna put uh, a link to, to her site, my site, a site to tell you more about the technique and links to the two earlier podcasts that we've done because they they lay some of the groundwork of this in more detail. Mm -hmm. um, okay, Imogen, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you.